Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Weekly Pop. I'm Kevin Schwaller, a digital producer at Spectrum News in Milwaukee. And I'm Emma Sasek, a reporter for the Desert Sun in Palm Springs. Uh, <laughs> That's it, guys. That's the episode. Yeah. <laughs> bye. Uh, bye. We'll see you here next week. We just wanted to check in real quick. See that we're both alive. Barely. Bye. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Bye-bye. Oh, this is going to be a fun one. <laughs> Well, it is because we're talking about a silly, silly movie. So at least that'll lift our spirits. Yes, it will. Um, The new Emma Seligman movie starring my queen, Rachel Sennett, Bottoms, is now in theaters. It's slowly expanding more and more. Um, Emma had the chance to see it already a while back and it hit Milwaukee already. But I guess a lot of people still haven't gotten the movie yet so i'm like losers <laughs> um but is it wikipedia describes it as a teen sex comedy which i guess that's what that's it is a, that's a plot point i would say <laughs> yeah I, for sure um it stars like i said rachel senate ao edabiri a whole bunch of people the guy from red white and royal blue <laughs> and a former football player marshawn lynch Oh, oh, best yeah. supporting actor. Sorry, mm-hmm. Ryan Gosling, Robert Downey Jr., Robert De Niro. You're mm-hmm. nothing compared to this man. Correct. It's true. But basically, it is about two high school seniors who are setting up more or less a fight club to find a way to hook up with the high school cheerleaders. Yes. These two are the epitome of the biggest losers at this school. Although... Uh, I would hang out with them. They yeah. seem like the most fun people at the school. <laughs> that's kind of and that's kind of the problem with this whole movie. I'm like, well, these two actually seem really fun. Like, what what's the problem here? I know. I'm like, everybody should be on top of them, as far as I'm concerned. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but yes, they are. They're just two lesbian best friends, PJ and Josie, um, who have never had sex. And as you say, this Fight Club is supposed to be for female empowerment but really it's just how do we have sex with these two cheerleaders that we've had crushes on for our entire lives that concept is so funny to me (laughs) i know it's such a crass like random and just bold plot and i'm so happy that it exists in the world um but it was like i said it was directed by emma Seligman, who did in 2020 she did shiva baby Uh. which i need to rewatch like right now it yes. honestly okay now let's end the podcast because i want to go rewatch of a baby okay goodbye <laughs> <laughs> see you later um but all stars rachel senate um it's it's such a great movie it's like one of my all-time favorites honestly i love emma seligman's teen dramas teen comedies i guess not even necessarily it has to be teen but just young adult situations that she puts rachel senate in they are honestly my favorite collaborators at the moment mm-hmm. who I just feel like they're they just go for it they're like I don't care if it, people don't like this I like this and I do like this too so I am just obsessed with them have you seen that TikTok of Rachel sitting in like the MGM like front office and no, she's actually she is like sitting at the computer she has like two computer screens and like the little phone and she's like typing or whatever, but it's like all the screens are just like blank. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, yes, I have. Yeah. And then she like answers the phone, even though no one's calling. And she's like, what? Bottom in theaters? <laughs> <laughs> and who could forget her? It's LA. It's LA. Everyone's on cocaine. It's LA. <laughs> <laughs> 
So they basically start this group because Nicholas Galatine, who was the prince in red, white, and royal blue, is the biggest little piss baby on the planet. <laughs> and he is like, what, the quarterback of the football team, the high school football team. Mm-hmm. And he is just such a little bitch. And <laughs> they basically, he's standing in their, in front of their car because he got in a fight with his girlfriend and one of them wants to hook up with the girlfriend. And this heated argument and they're like get in the car like like sleep him whatever so they do she does get in the car and then they proceed to drive point zero 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 one <laughs> miles an hour and lightly tap his knee with the car and he like falls over screaming and crying and he like breaks his leg basically from that uh, allegedly from like the lightest love tap you could have <laughs> correct um and they kind of are now fearful because the whole football team is gonna like you know this is also i guess we should preface that this movie does not take place in like the same reality that we live in no (laughs) like like this movie is literally like cracked out like to the max it's everything about it is so ridiculous and over the top and none of it would ever happen in real life so we have to i guess preface with that yeah yeah it's truly a movie that it's like just have fun with it none of it makes sense especially the ending is certainly the most bonkers shit you will ever see but who cares just have a good time with it and you do it's so easy to have a good time with this movie it is um but no so saying that though is like they are now fearful that the football players are like gonna basically kill them yes um so then they start a fight club all of this kind of starts happening a little bit before the school year starts officially when the school year starts there's all these rumors that these two went to a juvie over the summer and they are like living in this rumor they're saying oh my god yeah I, I got stabbed like 15 times barely made it out of there I killed someone in juvie like just the most ridiculous stuff um, but for them to actually have this club as a school sport or actually as a school club but for them to actually have this club as a school club they have to have a teacher sign off on it they go to Marshawn Lynch's character who is like going through a divorce or something. He's like really laying it on thick with his students as to his personal trauma. What was he even the like what was he teaching? Oh, he was fucking knows. <laughs> I'm on the Wikipedia page. Yeah, he doesn't say what he was teaching because He's just a teacher currently divorcing his wife. Remember when he had like like feminism sucks or whatever written on the on the chalkboard? <laughs> Sign me up for that class. (laughs) (laughs) But um, afterward, they just start this club, which at first, I guess, kind of recruits some of the outcasts in school. Like there's one girl who, as they're sharing, like what they each want to do with the club, one girl's like, I can finally kill my stepdad. (laughs) Which they're like, okay, yeah, I guess if you want to do that. Other th- Another person's like, I just want to defend myself against potential attackers. Other girl went level a thousand in here. And the two girls that they are trying to hook up with also end up joining the club. So that makes things very interesting for them. Um, actually having the fight club start is just insane. It's just women bleeding all over the place just full on punching each other in the face and the nose it is wild <laughs> it's literally like the first session or whatever is just them beating the shit out of each other <laughs> and and marshawn lynch is just saying they're like um i don't think we should be doing this and they're like no we're doing this 
He's like, okay, I guess that's that's fine. <laughs> and as the club evolves, they kind of continue to lie about Juvie and the things they did there and them killing people in Juvie. <laughs> Um, and for some reason, everyone believes them and thinks they're super badass. And I, I, I was still just so. I, again, this takes place in this like very, very not real reality. Mm-hmm. But they were so convinced that the other school, because they're the they're the Vikings, the other school mm-hmm. just Huntington. They were like all just talking about how Huntington's gonna kill somebody in the football team. Like the entire time, they're talking about how the other high school is gonna kill one of their players. <laughs> And I was like, why is nobody concerned about this? Especially because, like, they're all aware that it's ha- it's going to, like, happen. So why is, like, where's the parental guidance? I know. This is, like, this is school tradition. We just kill a player every single year. <laughs> mm-hmm. Nobody ever goes to jail for it. It's just a, it's just a little school rivalry. <laughs> <laughs> Eventually, the group gets very, very close, and our two gals kind of learned a little bit about about the girls that they're pining after um Josie and Isabella kind of have a better connection going on than PJ and Brittany I suppose we won't necessarily reveal a little too much about what happens Uh, I also don't think we even said their names until right now (laughs) (laughs) so there you go you have fun figuring out who these four people are (laughs) Rachel is PJ and AO is Josie let's just we'll just do that the rest we yeah people can figure it out you can read the Wikipedia or the IMDb <laughs> credits page. That's go, fine. Go see the movie. <laughs> yeah, that too. Uh, but yes, they they start to get closer with these girls. And Josie might have a little bit better success than PJ does. Uh, but that's kind of okay. Except for the fact that then Josie and PJ end up getting into a fight. Because there's always has to be a fight in a in a team comedy. Yes, and their football team is a couple of the players are kind of wary about this fight club and like the validity of it and basically kind of I guess I don't know, spoiler alert, whatever. Um they expose the fact that they don't actually know what they're doing and also that they didn't go to Juvie. Also they did not slaughter everybody in Juvie. Mm-hmm. Spoiler alert. Yeah, no, yeah. So one of the players takes it upon himself to prove that they're lying basically and like you said they have a huge fight but then again Huntington's gonna kill one of the football players and everyone is concerned except for the adults here so they, I guess they kind of like overcome their differences and are like all right like let's you know get the club back together we have to like we have to save the football team <laughs> they did something to a football team <laughs> Once the official day comes for the game itself, feelings are very tense. Everybody kind of knows that something bad's about to happen, although they don't know exactly how until one of the gals figures it out. (laughs) We did kind of brush over part that happens earlier on, but when they were talking about what they should do to the guy from Red, White, and Royal Blue, (laughs) and that one girl's like, I'm going to make a bomb. I was like oh my god and then she was like at the game she was like she I think she asked them she was like do you guys want me to like we could bomb them and it was like what is going on here why do you know these skills (laughs) I love this movie because like you just can't ask questions no (laughs) um but yes they are aware that something's gonna happen but they don't know what and they're kind of all on high alert 
and basically just start going apeshit on the visiting high school team. They just go hard and ham, and let's just say it leaves everybody, those in the movie theater, those in the film, entirely speechless. Yeah, the, those those couple of minutes, however long that sequence is, is, I don't know, better than the entirety of Barbenheimer, to be honest. <laughs> I, I, I don't even want to like say what happens. It's just so ridiculous. Emma Se- Siegelman can do Oppenheimer. Christopher Nolan cannot do bottom. Correct. Correct. <laughs> yeah, there's bombing, like I said. There's pineapple juice. There's punching. There's <laughs> kicking. There's biting. There's screaming. Club. The club. club. Another club. Another club. <laughs> the fight club comes in to good, good use here. Yeah, I... I, d- I don't even know what I thought when I first saw this. I was just probably sitting there with my mouth open, like, huh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. A, a, a tree explodes at one point. Yeah. <laughs> and... And scene. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of actually really what happens. The friends are make making up, and that's what she missed on Glee. <laughs> <laughs> It's such a bonkers ending. We like kind of, it's so hard to talk about this movie. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if I've ever had a harder time talking about a movie. There's just so many different things that do happen in the film and just extra plot points that maybe aren't necessarily so important to share. But then when you keep talking about the film, you're like, oh, wait, this doesn't make sense because this random thing happened that it was just a fleeting thing in time that ended up relating to this thing that happened 30 minutes later. It's just it's so crazy. Yeah. Um, and again, it's like it's everything about it is just so ridiculous and just not based in our reality that I think talking about like the literal plot by plot, like situation it just kind of sounds stupid almost because yes. it is so stupid but then that like <laughs> it's a it's an excellent film so I don't want to you know what I mean <laughs> mm-hmm. no it is I I like I said I love Rachel Sennett you both said it too that is our goddess she is so she just doesn't even have to do anything to be funny she just has the best line deliveries mm-hmm. and she's so dry in a lot of the things that she says but that makes it so much funnier she's just the perfect sarcastic girl did you see bodies 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 yes <laughs> your parents are upper middle middle class, class. <laughs> <laughs> and i don't know how she does it but ao edibiri is in everything she's she is in, in everything <laughs> she's been in like 10 different tv shows and movies this year alone and she literally is actually she's only 20 22 days older than me Yes, I saw that October 3rd. Oh my god, yeah. Theater Camp, Bottom, Spider-Man, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Jesus. Good for her. <laughs> I know. I saw her in, an, in a movie that didn't come out yet. Um, the Sweet East. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, how is she in this too? How does she have the time to do all of this? Skill. Yeah. What We Do in the <laughs> Shadows. She's a writer and consulting producer. She's a writer she- on What We Do in the Shadows. Yes, yeah, she is. I know. Um, she is a writer on what we do in the shadows. Oh, she was in Black Mirror. I totally forgot that she was in a Black Mirror. Oh, she episode. was in Abbott Elementary. Yeah, she, we're just fully on her. <laughs> and she's on The Bear, which she has mm. an Emmy nomination. Oh yeah, for. Mm. 
she's been how do you do that oh my god and she has an independent spirit award we're both literally sitting here flabbergasted right now this is gonna become an ao edibiri stan account real yeah. fast <laughs> no correct oh my god she's I know. wow i'm i know hmm. she was so good in theater camp <laughs> as the clueless theater instructor who was like okay what is miming seriously what what is this can someone <laughs> tell me i wanted to see it so badly and i never did but well well no i saw i was gonna go to hulu in like a week from now so i'm like right. whatever i'm just we'll just go that route right i but, did forget about that um what are your overall what's your overall takeaway of bottoms i gotta go to this high school that's what my takeaway mm. is um i i ended up giving this a four out of five just because i was just fully enjoying all of the ridiculousness and i just i love how more serious shiva baby was because of the awkward situation that it was placed in and all of the craziness taking part in the shiva that they attended and i just love that this film is kind of the complete opposite where it's so ridiculous and such a imaginary scenario as you have said this does not take place in the real world whatsoever Mm-mm. and i just i love living in emma seligman's world in her movies yeah um yeah i give it a four and a half i am here for the unhinged unseriousness and the unhinged unseriousness is the perfect way to describe this movie and same i i mean shiva baby was like literally in my think i think in my top like five of 2020 i loved I it think so much mm-hmm. and just like that claustrophobia that that movie was able to show us in what i think like 80 minutes it wasn't a long mm-hmm. movie mm-hmm. it was crazy and then of course my queen diana abrams in it um but i don't know if i, I think i told you but during bottom or before bottoms the theater was showing a trailer for the movie <laughs> yeah you did say that we we walked in and i'm like this is from 2020 why is there a trailer for this movie are they re-showing it no Oh, all right. Well, I'm happy for them I, getting more exposure. <laughs> I think it was Emma just wanting to promote, you know, her old movie, and that's that's great. Unless that they are showing it, but that's not. They didn't say they were. Yeah, that's amazing. But, like, can you imagine like walking in and seeing the trailer playing? And I'm like, oh my god, it's your baby. <laughs> <laughs> it's 2020 again. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about cool, but yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but no, I this movie is like just such a fun spin on the classic high school comedy, the coming of age comedy, and in the most, like I said, unhinged, unserious way ever. And it's so modern without it being like in your face. It, I mean, it's in your face, but not on purpose, just for how ridiculous it is. Mm-hmm. I, it's just so fun. I know. I want to say everyone should go see Bottoms, but like, I don't know if everyone should go see Bottoms. <laughs> In Emma C- Seligman, Rachel Sennett, and Ayo Adibiri, we trust. <laughs> mm-hmm. And speaking of high school, growing up, coming-of-age comedies, we'll be getting into some of our all-time favorites when we come back. Let's, let's talk about our uh, favorite teen comedies. What is one of yours? Well, I feel like one of the biggest classic films of our generation that people mm-hmm. always talk about is Mean Girls. I knew you. I, and... I literally, as soon as you said that, I was like, it's Mean Girls. Yes. 
And it's a classic for a reason. Mm -hmm. I mean, that film is like one of the most quotable movies of all time, not just teen films, but literally of all time. Mm -hmm. If not like, honestly, if not the most, to be honest. Yes. Sorry, Godfather and... Who is quoting The Godfather? I don't know. I was just about <laughs> to say, what is one line that I know of The Godfather? <laughs> Sorry, it's The Godfather. The Godfather. <laughs> I'm quoting that. That's what I'm quoting. It's The Godfather. <laughs> oh my God. Wait, that's on the tree. Now it's Easter Ray sitting down. Ooh, it is The Godfather. <laughs> <laughs> I have not seen this movie. Can you explain as you talk over the film the entire time? <laughs> Uh, I love our I love our weekly Barbie plug. Uh, yes. Um. Well, maybe you're not quoting The Godfather, but maybe some other films you are. But I mean, I'm entirely blanking now on what I would quote the Mean Girls. Oh, that's so fetch. Uh, there's a what sixty percent chance of rain as it's raining. Um, she doesn't even go here. I mean, just comedy goal. And and of course, Tina Fey, Amy Poehler, our girls are behind the project but then you have Lindsay Lohan, Rachel McAdams, Amanda Seyfried, all these incredible people and this movie introduced the world to these gals too except mm -hmm. for Lindsay Lohan who was already very famous as a child star um, but this movie is just everything. I am honestly still mad that Rachel McAdams didn't get an Oscar nomination mm. because the way that she has had her career go the way that it has but this is like what she's most known for and she clearly isn't this type of person yeah. you know what I mean and like she literally yeah. seems like one of the most like respectable and like kind and like just like chill people yeah. and in this movie she is just unhinged and ridiculous and a huge bitch like I love that's her for her so much and I yeah where's the Oscar where is the Oscar because either it was the like the year before or the same year or year after we got her in the notebook which is mm -hmm. like so vastly different from isn't that crazy character. and then they um, had like that red eye movie do you remember what I'm talking about with like killian murphy mm -hmm. i guess we have Oppenheimer plug now but <laughs> <laughs> like she, do, she just does like such different not to get into like a rachel mcallen film but like she just does such like vastly different things like every time yes. and the fact that like mean girls is like what she's most known for and which it should be but she's i love her so much Oh, we got to add her to the top four game. Oh, we <laughs> do. We do. We do. And Mean Girls isn't Girl. on the list. Then what yeah. are we doing? I love the, what is it? Like, you're really pretty. Thank you. So you agree. You think I'm really pretty. She's so evil. <laughs> but yes, uh, that's that's a forever pick for me. Um, how about for yourself? Well, in the age of our era, I guess. Um, I mean, I guess most of these are, which the ones we're going to be discussing. Um, ah. Easy A. Yeah. Actually, speaking of like teen comedies, I don't know if it like well, I guess I don't know. Is um I'm thinking of the house playing. That's not really a teen comedy, but like same mm. uh same same style of movie. Same uh but energy. Emma Stone, but Easy A really just did things for the world that we didn't deserve at the time. No, I feel like that's the definitive teen comedy of the 2010s, because like 2000s is Mean Girls. I think 1990s is maybe like Clueless. Um, and yeah, I have seen Easy A so many times and I have such a good time with it every single time. And actually, I mean, really same thing. That was one of Emma Stone's, I mean, not, not one of her first, but it's like very early on in her career. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, look at what we're gifted here. I know. When 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 our queens do these kinds of movies and have like amazing courage after, it's like, 
The girlies. The girlies are girling. The, the girls are girling. No, Easy <laughs> is such a fun movie. And yeah, I don't even know how many times I've seen it. Like, minimum 20. <laughs> That's too low. I'm sorry. I agree. You know what? Again, ending the podcast. I'm putting it on. <laughs> um, But no, everything about this movie is just so sharp and so funny. And it was on like a best high school movies i think from like entertainment weekly or something or they like made like this definitive list and i'm like well mm -hmm. duh of course again it's like the definitive one from the 2010s and there were so many good ones that came out during the last decade mm -hmm. and also amanda Bynes, i miss you so much yeah oh remember um ali from ali and aj is also in that oh movie. she is in it and she's a fierce bitch too mm -hmm. that entire cast where's the sag where's, where's the, the sag, sag? And what is another one of your all-time favorites? Well, this one is also a definitive pick from the 2010s. It's Lady Bird by our queen, Greta Gerwig. What is that? I never heard of Lady Bird. Oh, girl, I can't wait for you to find out about this film 50 years after the fact. Yeah, this is brand new information to me. You probably don't know who Greta Gerwig is either. No, I haven't seen any of her movies, actually. Oh, okay. Well, we'll chat offline. <laughs> <laughs> but I adore this film. And this is, it's actually not her featured directorial debut, which I was kind of surprised about. There's like another movie that she did in 2008. But it was her somebody. solo one. It was her solo one. Yes. That's what we're um, yes, that's, that's what we're going to go off of. Um, but... Saoirse Ronan in this role is everything. Mm -hmm. You would not know that that little chickie is an Irish chickie based on how great her accent works mm -hmm. in all of her movies. She's crazy. <laughs> She's wildin. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's true. She literally, her accents are insane. Yeah. I don't, I like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, and this is like set in, what 2002 2003 in Sacramento and she just kind of nails everything with it the voice the northern California accent if there really even is one um yeah it's just such a good movie it's just a fun blast to the past and it kind of makes me sometimes miss like the early 2000s although there were many issues taking place during that time so uh I don't miss it for far too long but I miss Greta Gerwig's version of what her life was like in the early 2000s. And our girl, Lori Metcalf, is in the movie as well. ISU alumna who famously did not speak with us for an mm -hmm. interview. But, you know, mm -hmm. we're, not, we're not mad about that still. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I'm, yeah, I'm still a little, just a little bit pressed that she didn't get the Oscar. Mm -mm. Who did, oh, Went was that Elsa Janney? Yeah. Yeah, I, Tanya, yeah. If we're going to resurface this conversation for a role that she always has played, yeah. for a type of character, she always has been like the crass, crass woman in the room, which isn't bad. Alice and Jenny is very good in that, but Laurie Metcalf mm. gave a very layered mother performance. She's mother. Yeah, she's mother. Uh, <laughs> no, we didn't watch Lady Bird again. I know. We have <laughs> this a lot is of literally, This is literally what we're doing now. We're just like, I have to watch that again. It's Labor Day after all, so we have the whole day. <laughs> And then what about you for another pick? I'm going to take us back in time a little bit to the 90s. Mm. <laughs> uh, I believe 1995, um, Clueless. I actually hadn't seen Clueless up until I think it was 2020, maybe 2021. Same, actually. Oh, okay. 
Mm-hmm. It was showing at a local bar, was doing like movie nights weekly. So I would go with a couple friends and Clueless was one of them. And I don't, maybe I had, and I don't remember, but I remember at least that was like the first time I remember watching it. <laughs> um, but this movie is so iconic. I mean, like, mm-hmm. and obviously we knew that it's been referenced in music videos. Like there's memes right and left almost actually, probably almost on the same level as Mean Girls. Definitely. Yeah. The fact that it's like kind of somewhat based on um, the novel Emma it's just so <laughs> it's just so it's just so smart everything about this movie at least with Silverstone we have a young Paul Rudd yes I mean what real actually just there what what could you ask for <laughs> seriously I it's funny to go through this world knowing and understanding the clueless references and all of the different forms of media that have been inspired by it one way or another but then not actually have seen clueless until mm-hmm. several years later and so when I finally watched it I was like Oh, no wonder this is such like a huge classic. Alicia Silverstone as Cher is just one of the best portrayals that you could have of a teenager, especially a very rich, what Beverly Hills mm-hmm. girly um, with the best outfits, the iconic yellow suit and skirt that she wears. Um, her friend Stacy is right. Uh, uh, her friend is Dion, but Stacy Dashley is her, and Stacy Dash is now like a notable Republican. So yes, <laughs> very interesting turn of events. Plus, you have Paul Rudd who plays her. What is it like? Former stepbrother, something like that. Uh, let's we don't we don't talk about certain things. Yes, that's right. There are there are some interesting points <laughs> that have come from this film however I do love Paul Rudd and he's killing it in the latest season of Only Murders although he's barely in the show but yeah, you know, little, some... little plug <laughs> yeah correct um and also obviously like the late and great Brittany Murphy is in this movie yes I mean it's just it's honestly and I I feel kind of like fake almost for including it because we just talked about how we have only just recently seen this movie. I don't know. Maybe I did, but I really don't remember. But yeah, no, it, it's just so good. I didn't say this earlier with Bottoms, but if if you and I were to, if someone hired us to like write a comedy, like a teen comedy, we would literally write Bottoms. Like that is our sense of humor entirely because we would just like make something really unhinged and then they'd be like, oh, I like that. We'd be like, really? And they're like, yeah, we're like, okay, cool. So we would like do, <laughs> then we would do it. Like, I actually thought about that several times throughout Bottoms, that if we wrote a comedy, that would be the exact humor. <laughs> it would. And you texted me that. You said that was entirely our sense of humor. Mm-hmm. Um, and Mean Girl, I'm not Mean Girls, well, that too, but uh, no, Clueless, there we go. We're back. Uh, Clueless is very up there too for me. Like, the sense of humor is just chef's kiss. I mean, it, I just really, see, again, no, I don't watch another movie. I do love that it is make that it makes comparisons to emma a classic jane austen novel yeah right? mm-hmm. <laughs> and are there any others you want to like just shout out yes we talked about this a few podcast episodes ago my amnesia is cleared for this po- podcast <laughs> episode i remember stuff that we talked about previously but when we were talking about are you there god it's me margaret which was directed mm-hmm. by kelly freeman craig she in her feature directorial debut did The Edge of Seventeen, which is such a good movie starring our queen, Haley Seinfeld. I know that we spoke a little bit about it already during that podcast episode, so I won't necessarily go into too much detail, but 
I'm so happy that that movie got like at least a Golden Globe nomination. I feel like it should have gotten way more credit because it's an amazingly written story, so well acted, well directed. I really, really love Kelly Freeman Craig and the two movies that she's done so far. And I just want to keep seeing her do teen or at least young female stories because she nails it and has nailed it the last two times. So I adore that movie. And I have been meaning to rewatch it actually because of how much I loved it the first time. And how about you? Do you have any other shout outs you want to give? <clears throat> the Princess Diaries, Heather's, oh. Booksmart, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, Twilight, 13 Going on 30, The Breakfast Club, Not Another Teen Movie, No Bring Sleep, it on. Bus, Bring It On, correct, Club, Another Club. <laughs> Uh, no, there's just so many. And I mean, there's so many flops. But then like, when you get like a good one, those are all great. Those aren't flops. Um, but when you get like a good one, it just like sticks with you. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. For various reasons, whether it's like you relate to it, or you love the perspective of one of the characters, like things like that. But like when there's like a teen or like coming of age movie that you love, it literally becomes one of your ultimate favorite movies. Mm-hmm. It's such like a unique kind of genre. Yeah, I just enjoy watching those movies and going back to them and just being in that feeling and reliving the first time you get to watch it. Mm -hmm. And when we're back, we will get into our what's popping, we would say last week, our weekly pops. Yes. (laughs) We will get into our what's popping highlights of the week. So Kevin, what is your what's popping not weekly pop for this week well the day that we are recording this is very special so i'm gonna make it my weekly pop or shit wait what's popping <laughs> for the whole week um it's beyonce's birthday it is happy birthday beyonce i just saw a tweet i need to pull this off i am so sorry there was a tweet that was like anniversaries today it literally says anniversary today September fourth. Beyonce, Caillou, Clifford the Big Red Dog, and Curious George. Beyonce, Caillou, Clifford the Big Red Dog, Curious George. Like, I don't, it says anniversaries, not even like birthdays. So I'm assuming like the show's aired. But like, what the fuck is that? What? What? But um, again, when this episode, when this episode comes out, it already have happened. But she is in LA for her mm-hmm. Renaissance tour for three nights. And yes. tonight is her birthday show. So she is probably going to go all the fuck out. And I'm going to be so pressed that I'm not there. Girl, you've seen her three times. <laughs> I know, but it's her birthday show. I know. That's a big one because I don't think she's ever performed or done like a thing on her birthday for fans, right? I don't know. <laughs> but that being said, it's going to be fucking crazy. Yes. Um, I've, I've seen many accounts like L.A., accounts saying all right here's what we're doing mm-hmm. for beyonce's show here you have to sync up to sing happy birthday oh yeah i think they're all supposed to be wearing silver tonight yes it's not yes so it's I, i'm in the know with that <laughs> yeah it's i it's gonna be so yeah by the time this comes out it already happened and there'll be i'll be a fully different person but happy birthday beyonce i love you so much i the Oh my god, I need to complain about something. Oh yes, great. Because did you see that, like, she's the highest grossing, like, female tour, whatever. And the amount of times people are commenting, and in person, online and in person, people are like, well, the Eras tour numbers haven't come out yet. And I'm like, okay, so? 
I don't care. This has oh. nothing to do with Taylor Swift. Taylor is, and also, I would like to see their tour. Like, this isn't a dig against Taylor Swift. My issue is, why are you so quick to jump on somebody else, let alone, sorry, a Black woman? First of all, Beyonce's doing, I believe it's 57 shows. Taylor's mm-hmm. doing, like, 140. She's literally yes. touring all of next year. Even with that being said, I, I'm sure, even if she wasn't touring next year, I'm sure she still would make more, like, a tour would. That's fine. I don't, that's great. I expect it to. That's, it's a giant tour. Mm-hmm. It's a very big feat. Like, that's, it's very impressive. No one's diminishing that. But the fact that Beyonce does have her numbers already, and I'm sure Taylor's going to do a thing where she'll announce her numbers at the end of the tour, you know, and I'm sure it'll be this whole, like, you know, whatever. That's great. But, like, people are so quick to put in the comments, like, oh, well, Taylor's coming. It's like, I don't care. Yes. Like, that's great. I love that for her. But currently, it's Beyonce. So, like, just shut up. You'll have your moment in a little bit. And also, you already know that it's going to happen. It was so frustrating to me. I'm like, why are you trying to compare people? Not to mention the Eras Tour concert film is about to come out, which is probably going to add even more money to Mm -hmm. Taylor Swift's account as if she was in in short of cash on hand. Did you see it like like that broke like the record for most tickets sold or something? That's crazy. Yeah, because I, I think it was like Spider Man, one of those one with all three of them with Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, I think it's like the most tickets sold in a day for a movie or something like that. And then again, that's great. It's just like why are why are you so quick to jump down people's throats? This is why people don't like you. <laughs> yeah. Um, did you get tickets for the concert mm, though? No. Oh. <laughs> did you? No. I'm not paying <laughs> I'm not paying $19.89 when I have Regal Unlimited. Mm, no. I mean I, I would go see it, but like it's gonna be on um no. Am I making this up? I am making this up. Never mind. Yes, you said something about Disney Plus and I said, Oh, is that enough? I'm no, but it's going to be if the tour if it if it's already filmed and gonna be in theaters, it's gonna be on streaming service by the end of the year. Yeah. So I mean again, I would love to see it, but like Anyway, happy birthday, Beyonce. Give me the visuals. <laughs> give me the, the tour. I don't know. Give me something. Actually, don't give me anything. Just do do your thing. Actually, I, am, you, I am begging for scraps here. You sent me a tweet the other day that said something like she was filming visuals. Yeah. Or she had filmed the, them. The visuals have reportedly been completed, which I'm confused because how are you making the visuals while you're on tour? Yeah, no kidding. Um, I wonder if there's going to be a big announcement tonight. There could be. I don't know. See, again, this is just like, it's so funny. I'm like, by Friday, who knows what's going to happen? Yeah, she could drop the visuals album. Mm-hmm. She could she could just say, oh, by the way, here's another Renaissance album. Here's part mm-hmm. two. Didn't she said that there are three Renaissance albums or something? No, like it's, it's three acts. We don't know what those acts three are. Three acts. It's, oh, okay. She's basically holding those other acts hostage at this point, but I'm okay. She's being care. a goofy goober. <laughs> But yes, happy birthday, Queen. I love you so much. And I'm happy you have currently the highest grossing tour of all time. And I hope the show is amazing. Love you. <laughs> um, but what about you? What is your what's popping? My what's popping for this week comes from the current film festivals, which we talked about last week. Um, oh, you remember that? Yes, I do remember that. Imagine. That was so, that was so funny. <laughs> where I referenced 10 different things. I was like, I didn't know we talked about this. This we did talk about, but... Venice is happening. Telluride is just about to conclude. I think TIFF is just about to start. But at all of these, Yorgos Lanthimos's Poor Things is playing and it has premiered at Venice and Telluride. Our queen, Emma Stone, who we also spoke about in this episode, she's getting amazing reviews for Poor Things. Did you see those, like, the headlines that were like, yes. 
Emma Stone's sex scenes give her like an eight minute standing ovation. And it's like, why was this worded yeah. that way? Yeah, I yeah, I did not appreciate that. I was like, well, I mean, the whole movie is about like female liberation from what I gather, not just sex. <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, but in general, it's like, why would that be the headline you guys went with? Just say Emma Stone yeah. gets a standing ovation. Yeah. And she wasn't even there. <laughs> right. Like, you know what I mean? Like, how does that work? <laughs> I don't know. I'm honestly, I'm not surprised. I I can't believe they didn't say Emma Stone's boobies got the standing right. ovation, her naked body. She right. looks amazing. <laughs> but I'm very excited and happy for her. I'm hearing people saying like, oh, she's getting a second Oscar for this, which I mean, that would be awesome to see. Um, I have also heard just in general, that movie has been like, declared by many people the best of the festivals which makes me mm -hmm. even more excited to see it um and just yeah so I'm very pleased that was the one that we spoke about that we said we were both very much invested in unfortunately it got pushed to December as we also said so we have to keep waiting until a little bit longer to see it I also heard that Emerald Fennell's Saltburn was very very divisive so yeah. I, I'm not sure how that one will go, but it also stars Barry Keoghan. Just so many throwbacks in this episode. I read that it was, someone said it was boring. Boring? I was like, wow. oh, okay. I, I can't wait rich... for when it comes out. I can't wait to be like, that was boring. <laughs> Usually rich people being rich is kind of fun to watch. So mm. that's, I didn't, I am shocked to hear that. Or maybe and... not boring, but like lackluster. Maybe Something a slow like burn. Yeah. Um, well, no, it wasn't that nice. Oh, okay. <laughs> the person didn't like the movie. Mm. Well, okay. At least we have four things. <laughs> there we go. Now, Emma and Yorgos are such a good powerhouse combo. Mm -hmm. Also, my hot take is she was my favorite of the favorite. Um, oh, yes. We love Olivia Coleman. Also, we love the Oscar moment. That was a highlight of the Oscars in the what, how many 90 whatever years. Olivia winning that amazing um and Rachel Vice amazing but for I just I just loved Emma Stone I loved I loved the her trajectory throughout the movie mm -hmm. she again actually is did I say in the last episode no I'm the one with Amnesia that okay. that was that was the one that made me like her again I think so I think I did yeah yes I think that's true yes. well mm -hmm. I was gonna say well it's true so <laughs> um yeah no the favorite got me back on the Emma Stone train so thank thank you Yorgos can we for your new movie and episodes <laughs> and episodes like multiple sex scenes that will warrant multiple claps for eight minutes in a row? I will be standing up and clapping during the sex scenes. And everyone's like, "Shut up!" And I'll be like, "I'm a woman. This is feminism. Leave me alone." <laughs> well, this has been another episode of Weekly Pop. We'll see if the amnesia continues next week, probably. Yeah, it's going to. <laughs> Watch the space. I'm Emma Sasek. And I'm Kevin Schwaller. And we will see you here next week. 